Welcome to the Fan Zone Podcast, your home of fan reactions to all things Bolton Wanderers. Let's kick off today's episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back again with episode 19 of the Fan Zone Podcast following a defeat on the road at Wickham Wanderers. And a tough game away from home, uh, one that unfortunately couldn't quite pull in three points from. Uh, but nonetheless, we are joined, as always, by Colin and Ange and myself. Looking forward to getting started and having you with us. Uh, we'll give you all a couple of minutes to get in and get sorted. Uh, if you are watching at home, then you can share your thoughts with us as we go through the pod. Um and yes, let's get started. Uh, a tough game at Wickham, um, and, and unfortunately one that we couldn't quite come away with three points. But there we are. Uh, it's it's one of those one of those days, I think. And what did you make of the game? Oh, I believe Ange may have had some technical difficulties. Uh, Colin, what did you make of the game? I'll tell you my thoughts. Um, first of all, thanks for everybody uh, joining us so far. Um, be keen to obviously get your thoughts uh, on the match as well. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I was I, I, after the um, after the match yesterday, and certainly during the match as well. I was I was I was rather frustrated. I felt a little bit as if we kind of um, we ended up going down to their level. Now that's probably a harsh thing to say, really, because I, I don't think personally as 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 a, as a football fan in general. Um, or or a fan of football. There's there's no right and wrong way of playing this game. We all know it's it results driven business, and I think I may have even heard uh, Gareth Haynes was say before the game. Um, effectively, they're a, a Ford Sierra coming up against a Lamborghini. So if, what they need to do is figure a way a way of beating that Lamborghini on the track, and they did it. And whether you like it or not. Um, it is. It is what it is. Um, I, I did feel a little bit frustrated though <laughs> with the fact that we we were kind of like not playing our own game, and it and it, it irritated me, and I couldn't for the life of me uh, ascertain as to why that was. Um, it was a completely different performance than the one we saw um, or the ones we saw over the last couple of weeks, um, and I think they made us play like that. Um, we were far more too too far too direct. We weren't utilising the wing backs before the game. We looked at the team sheet and noticed that Gething were playing at left wing back. Few head scratches. Does he offer enough offensively on that left side? Probably not. But you can kind of see why Ian ever decided to to go down that route from an aerial perspective. So it's a bit of a balancing act. I think Everett said it himself, and he? he wanted to get to half time and then obviously impose ourselves second half. Uh, but obviously it didn't materialise that because of, of a really poor uh, goal to concede. Um, overall, really frustrated. I keep saying every week, every game's a must win. It is. Um, but bear in mind that, you know, every team will drop points um, between now and then the season. So you just need to react. I've, I've waffled a little bit there, and I? But you can kind of see what I'm saying. I, I was a little bit frustrated, but in the cold highlight day, you know, it, it's just it's, it's a defeat that we just need to move on from as quick as possible. And do you mirror that? What do you think of the game? 
So apologies that I had couldn't hear a thing when you <laughs> we went live. So I had to I had to jump off and back on again. I assume you're just asking me for a what I thought of the match. Indeed. Um so I have a little bit of an advantage that my stream was garbage yesterday, so I couldn't watch it live. So I watched it today and it's not as bad as I imagined it to be from some of the comments on Twitter and stuff. Um I thought they 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 played a clever game, they sussed us out, they knew they kicked Shola up and down that pitch. Um they knew our they knew our how we played. They only got behind us with long hoof balls, which I'm glad we don't do, but every single one of their attacks was a hoof ball, wasn't it? Um Michael Bolton had done his work. He'd, he'd sussed us out. And like Colin said, I think there's no right way. Everyone plays football differently. And he did what he had to do to win that game. And if we'd have if we'd have put those few chances away in that first half, it'd have been a different game completely. That first the first 20, 25 minutes we were we were on top of it. Um but yeah, came out after the second half and it all went a bit. A bit. It's the old, it's the old yeah. saying, isn't it? You, you know, you need to uh, score while you're on top, don't you? And obviously, we, you know, yeah. we didn't. Um... And these, this will happen. It's football. We can't, we can't go and turn every team over five nil. We can't. It's just not. But all the teams around us have got to play each other as well. So there's going to be points dropped. There's going to be, Twist there's going to be down. opportunities, and we've just got to just concentrate on ourselves onto the next. For me, there's lessons to be learned from that about being a bit wiser with with how we I, I, I agree with you with the guessing selection i'm not sure what why um but yeah for me it's a let's park it learn a little bit from it and move on yeah indeed i think frustrating is the resounding uh, sentiment and, and feeling from that game uh, one that's shared with between quite a lot of fans uh, i noticed the reaction on twitter was very much one of that that frustration uh seeping in and I'm sure the players will be feeling that as well, and as will ever, because um, it was a difficult game and one that perhaps I think that 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 note of scoring whilst on top in the first 20, 25 minutes we were on top. Uh, you know, Gethin hit the crossbar. I think we had a few good opportunities, and if one of those you know hits the back of the net, it's a different game. Um, and I think that was quite clear to see in some of the recent games that we played, especially against Peterborough. Uh, and MK, both games where we scored early on and then were able to just play our way and dictate how the game was played, the speed that it was played at, and, and ultimately that worked in our favour and we went on to score four more in, in both of those. Um, and we've seen that work against us a number of times this season, so it, it's disappointing uh, to see that we, we couldn't quite replicate that. But as I said, it's one of those, you take your lessons from that game, uh, which there will be plenty of. You take your medicine, don't you? You know, um, yeah. and and, and at, as Ian said, you never said on on Wednesday we've got a, a great opportunity to kind of react. And I I, I wrote down the word uh, wounded animal, which I would hope that we will go into that game as uh, because they'll be hurting after losing that game because you know we're on a good run, aren't we? And obviously they could see it's bollocks about not looking at the table. They look at the table. They know what's going on. You know they, they can see what the, you know what's going on above them and. Especially disappointing as well with Plymouth dropping points as well, frustrating me even more. But you know, you just need to react. Can we have a quick 
poll actually on the what David mentioned about the penalty, whether would people think it was or not? Because there was a lot of debate. And for me, it was because he made no attempt on the ball. A soft one, yeah. But for me, I I would have. I mean, I'd have been probably raging if we got it against us. Mm. But be with it being against us, I would have gone with a yes for the penalty decision there. Absolutely. Let us know at home whether you think the penalty should have been given or not. Uh, for me, it was Stonewall. I, I, it's soft, perhaps, but you know, if you're if you're stood waiting for the balls to come down to you and put it in the back of the net. You aren't gonna. You're not focusing on who's behind you or around you to hold yourself up. You're focusing solely on that ball to put it away, and then for some fella who's probably best part of 16, 17 stone at six <laughs> foot odd to come clambering down on top of you. It don't matter how how much of a brick shit house you are, you're gonna go down to the ground. Um, the only the only the only thing for me with that the penalty. Chris has made a good point. If it's on the halfway line, it gets given. Now I see that. The only difference is when you're in the box, you're actively looking for them opportunities to to to, to go down, if you will. And Cameron Jerome look, was looking to buy that penalty yesterday, and I think the ref knew that, and that was part of the reason why he didn't get it given it given for us. If, if that makes I mean, sense. he was a very questionable referee. I would like to see his qualification. We all are, aren't we? The all are, the all <laughs> well, we've are had a couple of decent. I don't know whether it's just because yeah. we've battered the last two, but we felt like, felt like we'd had a couple of decent ones. And he yesterday was marching about that bloody pitch like a. I don't know. It, was, it would have been a very, very. It would have been a very, very, very harsh penalty against Wickham. It would have been a very, very harsh penalty if it was the other side of the pitch against us. So personally, I think for that reason, I don't think it were a penalty. I think. It was because of the fact that he, had, he didn't win the ball, but it was like a 50-51 because you could see that Cameron were trying to buy it off the, the defender, if that makes sense. It's a difficult decision for the referee to make. And he, yeah, that's my thoughts anyway. Probably people are going to go, do you talking shy or whatever, which is fair enough, but that's just what I think about it. I think as I... a centre-forward, you're always looking for those opportunities yeah. to, to put your team in front. And so I, think, <laughs> I don't think it would be very fair at all to to call that that card just I honestly think that strikers are going to look for those and if they feel contact in the box that feels unfair they're going to go down because that's what you should be doing and there's been times where we've wished that upon Charles for him to feel that contact and go down when penalties could be given because at the end of the day from from the penalty spot you can change the game um but you know it's it's one of them. It's a tough one. I wouldn't like to be an official uh, in today's game, but decisions like that can can make or break games. Uh, all I would say, all I would say is, is we need we need to put games like that to bed before we start. We shouldn't have to rely on. Yeah, you rely you're relying and hoping and discussing a, 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 a soft penalty to try and scab a point against a shite team, which end of the day, you know, we we can't. We, we can't get to that stage in the game. We need to put it to bed before then. So it's we just have a to be masters of... of our own destiny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and just to go to a point that, um, sorry, Ben, I do apologise. Um, I seen a I seen a point there. Where was it now? About catcher, unpopular oh. opinion. Catcher looked good yesterday. Mark, I agree. It's not, it's not an unpopular opinion. Evie played well. No, just because it's Kachunga, it doesn't mean it's an unpopular opinion. If the lad came in on and played well, don't matter who it is, he played well. And that's that's a fact of the matter. Um, and he did. He played really well when he came on. 
And just because he doesn't score goals, it doesn't mean necessarily mean it doesn't mean he's playing well. Full stop. With with regards to all his performances throughout the whole time that he he played, uh, he's playing for Bolton Wanderers. The state that that leg gets is really, 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 really irritating me, and it's continuing and it's driving me absolutely insane. Get off the lads' back. Get off all the backs and just back them. It's not an unpopular opinion, Mark, by any stretch. You're right. He did look good when he came on. Indeed, that is a point that I can get behind um, and a motive that I can support. I think we see it all the time. You know, it doesn't matter what season we're in, who's playing for us or how well we're playing. There's always one lad or, or two lads that people will, will, will put down and um, even blame poor performances on. I mean, some of the stuff on Twitter, you know, the lad played 10 minutes and it was arguably our most or our best looking player going forward and, and has still been blamed for a ninth of the game that he wasn't even contributing to. Um it's just the nature of the beast. And but absolutely I think if if people spent less time hounding players for nothing. Sometimes poor performances, but sometimes nothing. Uh you know it, uh, save us all some sanity. Um but just on that note of team selection that, that I think uh, both of you touched on before, uh, obviously the big uh, head scratcher, if you will, was that Declan John dropped to the bench in place of Gethin Jones coming on uh, in an unfamiliar position. Uh, well, one that he will, would have been unfamiliar in if not being played there a number of times throughout Everett's time at the club, uh, but over at left wing back. What did you? Th- what were your initial reactions to that, and and, and how did you think he got on there? Uh, obviously, Everett has, has outlined his reason for selecting there as being better in the air than John, uh, and what they were expecting was what they got in a, a barrage of long balls. I think he he, he coined it, um, and he wanted Geth to to play to that and and try and give I us a bit it. of a boost. Yeah, but I I hate this snob, snobber, snobberishness, snobberishness, snobbery attitude that the whole of the football world has got towards football in general. I think it started from Pep and the way he sets his team up and how everybody thinks that football should be played. They're playing long balls. They could be called long passes. They could be called anything. It, it, we need to move away as, as a nation around, around what's right and wrong way of playing the game. He played Gethin Jones yesterday because, rightly so, he's better in the air than Declan John. It didn't materialise in the way we expected it to because we went and scored just before half time. But if it hadn't, if, I, if he hadn't done that, you might have looked at that as a good decision, and it probably would have been because he, he was impactful in that sense. Um, in my in my opinion, it it, it was a, it was a right. In, it's always a benefit of hindsight, isn't it? When you look at a result and we've when we've lost, and you look, oh, he's played a right back at left back. You think to yourself, oh, maybe that's a mistake or whatever. But I don't think it was because, I mean, the goal came from a set piece for a start off. But overall, I thought Geth played quite well. Um, and I think he shows the confidence he's got in his players that he feels that they can all play to a good standard throughout, you know, certain parts of the team, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it, was a, it was a decision that was, it was necessary given the opposition. Ange, what did you think? Um, for me you should have played deck and I get the aerial threat thing but we've got three big boys there at the back now who were pretty good in the air scoring goals from the air so I just for me he's a better 
left wing back and you play your best your best player in that position. Mm. Interesting. However, what what sorry to interrupt you, Ben. What I'd add to that is I thought yesterday in Bete in Bete is that right? Is that you pronounce it? Um, I thought Luke Sambo. <laughs> Um, realised that he, he could bully that kid and he got bullied yesterday. I think, I think all of the academy kids had a tough time yesterday. I think, I think, I think the did. reason why he might have put him in was to help him as well and better because he'll have known that would have happened. He'll have known Volks wouldn't have had any chance against um, Santos and, and Volks would have known that. So naturally, if you watch it, I noticed yesterday he was playing off the young lad from City more because he knew he'd have got he'd have got more up against him. So obviously playing Jones on that left side of defence in Everett's head would have thought it might give him a little bit more protection um, with a you know a senior player around him um, like Ethan Jones who is obviously our vice captain. You don't know you can yeah, you can dial into it laws can't you? But it's um, it's all the hindsight thing in it. Yeah, I, I do think it, it was the right decision, like you said, Colin. Um, I noticed specifically Vokes dropping off onto that uh, left-hand side and, and really targeting him better, and he struggled. And I think there were a number of occasions where Wickham actively looked to dispossess Geth high up the pitch and, and play that long ball forward to Vokes and yeah. just really give him better a hard time, which he really, really did. Um, and, you know, that's fair play to, to Wickham uh, and Gareth Ainsworth for, for finding that weakness and exploiting it. That's what football is about. Yeah. Um, and it's just a shame that, I mean, it, it played out the way it did. But moving on sort of slightly away from, from team selection, um, Bolton now sit fourth in the league. Uh, still only nine points from both of the top two. Uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday have one game in hand and Plymouth may have two. Um, but as we've said, a number of times, games in hand, uh, we'd rather have points on the table, which is, is what we're quite fortunate fortunate enough to have. Um, but, yeah, we're still very much uh, in the race for, for top two, arguably, but certainly in the mix for playoffs. Um, so not all is lost uh, after a difficult day at Wickham. Um, and, of course, up, coming up next, we've got an opportunity to redeem ourselves, which Everett has, has expressed his desire to do that uh, and one that will be shared amongst all the fans. But Accrington uh, in the cup, uh, the option to book ourselves a trip to Wembley. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, Colin mentioned this before we went live, actually, uh, an opportunity for Accrington to book themselves a trip to Wembley for the first time in their history. One of only four clubs, uh, I think league clubs to have done so, uh, to have not done so. Sorry, Ben, Greg, but can interject slightly, just for the people that are watching, because we've got a nice little healthy number on tonight. Um, do you think that that is um, an added incentive for Accrington uh, going into this game, everybody who's watching? Do you think they'll look at that and obviously use that as, a, as, as, an, as an added, um, you know, like say incentive, or, or do you think that it doesn't really matter? I'd be curious to kind of gather, because obviously we chatted a bit about it before we came on there, didn't we? But it'd be good to get people's thoughts. Sorry, Ben. No, absolutely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see see how Atkinson approach the game, whether they'll be really up for it in an attempt to book that that first time to Wembley, or whether they'll they'll do what we've seen many other teams do this season and look to frustrate us more than anything. Uh, Atkinson now down in twentieth, one point outside of the drop. They do have games in hand of all of the bottom four, but they're in 
uh, dire need of what feels like some confidence uh, and a string of good performances to take him away from that relegation zone. David Green's put a comment on, he said it's a cup game, anything can happen, which is absolutely right. Um, very tough pre- to predict these cup games. Um, and I'm sure Plymouth fans will be sharing that that emotion as they take on Cheltenham uh, the day before that we play. Um, but, you know, for us, I think specifically, it's a, a huge chance for us to uh, redeem what will be a frustrating result against Wickham and resume that good run of form that we'd found before playing Wickham. Um, what do you both think heading into a game against Accrington, uh, a struggling Accrington side? But what do you think, Colin? What are you expecting from that game? Um, I think the, the fact that where they are in the league is absolutely irrelevant, to be honest with you. Um, it's a cup game. Obviously, we all know what can happen in the cup game. Um, you hope that you know they played Leeds in a few weeks ago. And I'm not saying obviously we're in the same level as Leeds, but obviously we, you know we've got better players than Accrington, and Leeds have got better players than Accrington, and their abilities shone through. Which obviously you'd hope that that would happen with us. Um, I'm 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 ex- I'm expecting us to go through. I am expecting a difficult night. I think they will look to aim and frustrate with a view to obviously booking their first ever trip to Wembley um, by go by set piece or whatever it might be. Uh, because I think they came at us and tried to attack us, as we all know, similar to what MK Don said the other day, they'll get picked apart and you know the, the, the gaff has been around the block long enough to know that that'll be a daft thing to do. Um, so I think we're all... We're, bear in mind as well, for, for the people that are lucky enough to have tickets, we'll have all, over half the... Well, over half the stadium's allocation at the grounds. So if it is a situation where we're, you know we're, the game's going on and we're not getting the way we want it to go and all that type of stuff, we have to back the lads. It's a case of you know getting behind them as opposed to getting on top of them because uh, there will be frustrating parts on Wednesday. I think we all need to be ready for that. Um, and confidence might be hit as well because you know, as I said to you before, I would hope that the guys, are, the lads, are a bit of a wounded animal. But um, yeah, be interesting to see how that game goes. I'm expecting us to go through though because I think. We have the, we obviously got the better better players, although a lot of them are actually cup, cup tied, aren't they? So it'll be interesting to see what team what teams are as well. Absolutely, I think uh, Chris has actually just mirrored more or less what you've said um, in terms of that frustration um, and Accrington looking to upset the party, so to speak, uh, which is what Chris uh, Burton said. He said they're going to want to spoil our party. Um, uh, and Chris Dawson has said that I hope the team are not treating it like a formality as a lot of the fans are singing mm. we're going to Wembley for weeks our record at Accrington is poor and they will look to frustrate us which is a good point you know we can't afford to let complacency settle in um, and, and think that that spot at Wembley is ours we don't have any right to take that spot It's a there's still a game left to play uh, the result isn't set in stone and Accrington we've seen before are capable of pulling one over on us uh, and what are you expecting from the game oh it's far from a formality this for us i mean we've got cup tied players we've got a, I'm, I'm dreading if kyle's got any sort of long-term injury that's not good news at all for us Geth went off with a hamstring is I'm, I'm i'm a bit i'm nervous i'm not worried because it's nothing to lose really is it um, I get more nervous for league matches, but I'm, I'm, it's for, yeah, they're a bit of a bogey team, aren't they? Like Chris said, we don't have a great record there. 
Um, if it's raining, I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we can't. I, I, we can't be singing. I can't sing those Wembley songs yet. No, not till after the final whistle. Fingers crossed on Wednesday. But there's a, there's a way of looking at that, though, isn't there? Like obviously, the 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 lads who you know were singing that too on the pitch, you, they could look at that as a as a as a, as a way of encouragement, couldn't they? Like you know to say that. You know the, fan, the fans are backing us um, to get to Wembley. You know, there's two there's two ways of looking at it. I, I see the point of we're not there yet, so why would you sing that type of song and yada 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 yada? But I think if it were me, I'd be thinking, you know what, let's let's do it. You know what I mean? The lot the fans the fans believe in us. We believe in ourselves. Let's go and do it. I think it depends on your mentality that one, and it obviously depends on the manager's kind of mindset and how he sets some you know how, 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 he, how he drills it into them for the over the next couple of days. I can absolutely imagine Everett is mirroring what we've said and saying that this isn't a given. You have to go out there and earn that spot at Wembley. Um, and he said that in, in league fixtures where we've come up against teams, I think one especially was Lincoln when we played them away. He said he doesn't worry about us in the big occasions, but against the teams that are, are lower down in the league and, and perhaps struggling for, for confidence, we have to go out there and earn the right to play. Uh, and we have to earn three points no matter who we're against. Um, so it will be a tough old game, um, but I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think, uh, despite it being a, a pretty nerve-wracking experience, I'm sure. But you know, I have, I have, can... I have butts of room, David. You're right. So yeah. have I, David. Yeah, butts I have as well. <laughs> on, 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 on Booking.com, though, so obviously you can Free cancel. Cancellations, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got until the first of March. I think something like that. The day not, before, not that we're still the day before. Away. Not that we're getting a carried away or anything. I've got a question for you, for the people that are watching and, and you two as well. Um, do you guys know if if we get to Wembley and he obviously um, played underneath the arch, is VAR involved? Because obviously they have the facility at Wembley to um, Ben's checking now. They have the facility yeah. to to uh, to obviously introduce that. Uh, it'd just be interesting to know whether whether anybody knows. Like, I wouldn't have thought it would because obviously I think you need to be in the longevity of the of the tournament, won't it? But um, plus you need one of them dudes, don't road in that little office, don't you? Looking at it. Well, it's a, it's a cup final, isn't it? So you'd think that that would be an option. I don't you'd know. Think, but it's a it's a it's a tin pot one, isn't it? It's a cup. It's a cup for the uh, the under twenty five. Is never it seen even one. on the telly or is it just on Sky? The final. It's not on proper telly, is it? No, it's on Sky. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I can't find whether VAR will be in use. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it won't be. Um, oh, David Jones think it is. Sure. Who knows? Um, we'll soon find out. <laughs> I know, yeah. I just we wonder whether anybody got any like links they could send or articles or whether they've seen it officially or anything. I don't know. I just thought about it. I had a chat about it the other day with a mate of mine. Be interesting. Um that's for certain. I think there's a number of occasions where VAR would have certainly helped us in league games, but also there are probably a number of occasions where VAR would have... Uh, would would VAR, would VAR have intervened and give us a penalty against uh, Wickham? Yes, it would. would it? Yes. <laughs> Might have even given us two. Yeah, Might have given us one for that bloody ship tugging out on Santos so you can see he's, he's only got about that much running across his... Chef. I know. That goes, I, I that goes that. on, though, doesn't it? That goes on. That 
it's all right in isolation when you see a picture, you know, a still image of, of, of him getting his shirt pulled, but it, it happens, doesn't it? You know. I suppose, to be fair to Santos, he's a tall lad, so there's not much players can do to, to get one over of him, apart from grab on for him for dear life and keep him on the floor. Um, but, yeah, I think, Cole, you're right on that one. It, it happens, and I think if, if everyone was penalised for any amount of shirt pulling, there'd be an awful lot of suspensions knocking around, especially in League One. Mm. Um, but, and as you said, uh, some injuries in camp by the looks of it with Gethin and Kyle Dempsey seemingly picking up knocks. Uh, Geth with a hamstring strain and Kyle Dempsey, I believe, rolled his ankle. Um, Kyle, I'm a little bit more hopeful for. Uh, I think he ran back down the touchline. Um, People confirm that, Ben. I know, if you were there, can you confirm yeah, that? Yeah, can you confirm that? He definitely, not... definitely signalled to come off. Yeah, he, did. Think... he went on the sideline and, and signally wanted to come off. And I heard the commentator say that he'd, he'd started running again down the touchline. Um, hopefully, that, that is the case. Um, either of the Chris's the, can confirm the, the sudden pain of rolling your ankle can be <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but hopefully, it is just a, a bit of bruising perhaps that, that won't keep him out for too long. We need um, him, he'll be a big mess out if we lose him for even, even just like two or three weeks. He's absolutely integral in here. I think he's probably been our most, not necessarily our best player, but our most consistent player over the last few games. I was not saying to that. He hobbled down the touchline, had to sit down immediately. There we go. Not, not, not quite um, as promised. We don't believe. Tried to dad from. <laughs> we don't <laughs> believe Wickham commentators. No. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Colin. Uh, Kyle would be an absolutely massive loss for us. Huge, um, yeah. Although the only saving grace, George Thomason's coming back in here, and I think he, you know, he can he can add a lot to that midfield, can't he? He's obviously come on leaps and bounds this season. He has, but he's been out for a very, very long yeah. time, um, and hopefully that doesn't impact his return to the team. He's a young he's lad, though, isn't he? You'd think you'd think he'd be able to hit the ground running, you know, pretty quickly, really. You'd yeah. So I mean. I'm not saying he's a replacement for Dempse because obviously he's he's been a fantastic honey, but I think he's in the back of my head. I'm thinking, you know, George Thomas is a decent, decent, decent player at this level. So yeah. yeah Philly's Absolutely. Worried, Thankfully, we, we do have some bodies coming back from injury, which should hopefully nullify their absence if they are out for any length of time. Um obviously George Johnston shouldn't be too far away. George Thomason's set to come back. And Lundalu, I think, as well, he's is not far off returning. So even though unfortunately bodies are are still picking up knocks and niggles, uh, Cameron Jerome and Connor Bradley both missed out on the game before Wickham because of that, uh, which I think they picked up at Lost Stock. Thankfully, there are still bodies coming yeah. back. Sorry, sorry, and this is a little bit off topic. Well, it's well off topic to be honest with you, but I watched obviously the game on um, Wickham's. Um, I follow footage yesterday. I, I, that, that challenge on, on, um, on Connor Bradley, that looks a bit over the top. But I, that I, I'd, you'd seen people get sent off for that. I don't know, like, again, yeah. it's, it's frustrating because I've been so many games this season, but I've missed the last two, um, away. If anybody went, can you tell us what the, what your thoughts on that? Like, because I think you always know better live don't you like when a challenge happens or an incident happens like what you know what what when well, you got better you better understanding aren't you what what the situation was so 
I think if that was any later in the game, he'd be getting sent off. I think that's another VAR thing because if that happens in Spurs and West Ham earlier on, a, a minute and a half into the game, it's a different story, isn't it? Absolutely, it's, it's I think that might have, yeah, Chris has just said it then, but it was early in the game. Uh, it shouldn't matter, point. should it? Should not it matter. Shouldn't do. No, you, you can't afford to jump does off a, your feet like a, that. There's a saying in football: who's played, who people have played the game like you, you, early doors, like like your opposition know you there. And effectively, that's what that's what because you know they, they know, you know they can get away with it early doors. So like that's what's happened there, and it, it, it looked too bad into me that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's I mean, swinging off my neck, so I couldn't really tell properly. <laughs> but I tried my best to. It didn't look. It didn't look ideal. It didn't. No. Um, Chris Burton's just said again. The ref was influenced by the time of the game, crowd pressure, and he lost control, which we've crowd seen. Pressure, only about only about seven thousand there, weren't there? <laughs> which we've all seen uh, far too many times uh, this this season. Uh, in League One, especially referees not having full control of the game like they should do, which is what they're employed to do. But you know, clearly it doesn't always turn out that way. Uh, Chris Dawson said he took the ball, but his follow through was horrendous. My previous comment was tinged with sarcasm. Oh, yeah, um, we know that, Chris. We knew that. Yeah, we, that we did. <laughs> we did indeed. Not as stupid as we all look, Chris. We know you well. We know you well. <laughs> It did did look a, a rough old challenge, but I think the big thing on that was that it was early in the game, and so there was a tendency to, to let things slide a little bit to, to let the game carry on uh, as it should do. Um, moving away slightly from games, um, there is an elephant in the room, which I think David Green uh, popped a comment on before saying that there was said elephant in the room and that is of course the new stadium naming rights which have been um announced this afternoon uh and for those of you who don't know i'd suggest going on twitter because that's all you'll read um but uh the university of bolton stadium is set to be no more i think that runs out on the 30th of june and from that point onwards uh our Beloved ground will be the Tough Sheet Community Stadium. Uh, well done, Ben. how you say that one. Um, that just will be not, its formal name, but I think... Just it'll be going to have a bit of a job in this. Yeah, <laughs> I think any he, commentator coming... In his old age. Um, I, I think there'll be a few avoiding saying that one, that's what's just certain. Um, but it will be known as the TS Community Stadium. Um, in what was a record-breaking sponsorship deal for the club um, which given the fact that we have played in the Premier League and had you know huge corporations like Reebok uh, owning those rights says quite a lot about the direction of the club and and where we are at the minute. Uh, I'm going to give you all a bit of background on that story uh, and how that came about so for those of you who don't know um, Mark Isles put out an article on this just explaining how the 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 name came around and and how the sponsorship deal came around but we will dive into that so um obviously the company is called tough sheet hence the name tough sheet community stadium uh and this came around from doug mercer uh, so he's the director or managing director there uh, and his late wife uh, bernie she was a a huge Bolton Wanderers fan and her dedication to, to her beloved Bolton Wanderers inspired the record-breaking investment uh, from Doug Mercer. 
she sadly passed away following a battle with breast cancer. Um, but but her love for Bolton inspired this this investment and sponsorship opportunity. Uh, and Doug is actually a huge huge supporter of local charities and businesses. Uh, he supports places like the Bolton Hospice and the Destitute Animal oh. Shelter. So you know, albeit not the most glamorous of names, uh, the incentive and the motives behind this sponsorship uh, are one that I think everyone can get behind. Uh, and so if you just take out your uh, perhaps emotional attachment to what was once the Reebok and just, you know, look at it from either a financial standpoint or, you know, just just connect with that story because um, I'm sure it's one we can all get behind. But that is the elephant in the room, I suppose, so to speak. But we are set to have a new stadium name. Uh, Colin, Angel, I'll give you your chance to to share your thoughts about it, but I'm sure you'll you'll not have much to say but Colin go on what did you make of the uh, the new sponsorship um first of all I'm over the moon that it's with a local successful business uh may I add I'll, I'll sit on the face of it um obviously they've, they're the biggest bidder which indicates their their investment is 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 substantial uh, and it is all about money um I'm happy to support any business that wants to put the name against our club, providing that they obviously back us in accordance to them particular contracts. I think the name, the glamorous name, if you want a Kia or a, there are other comp- car companies available or whatever else, <laughs> you know, uh, you what are you after is completely irrelevant, really. It doesn't matter what it's called. You know, if you look at, so at this level, League One, even Championship, I don't think it matters. I think give it a few months, people forgot, or they've moved on, and they're calling it TS and whatever else. Um, so just kind of get over that if you can, really. Um, I think people who are saying it is a um, nightmare from um, a commercial standpoint is ludic- it's ludic- ludicrous because I think. What, what has happened is is this particular company now that's going to be naming uh named off you know back in our state and naming rights is talked about all of social media so you'd think that that would be a benefit certainly from a commercial standpoint from their point of view um so i just think it's just a stadium name and it you know like look at k com at, at hull what the hell does that mean do you know what i mean kingston community stadium something like that Newcastle St James's Park nearly well officially got named Sports Direct Arena, I think something like that. That's who forgot got forgot about. You got you, the list is endless. It's the reaction is absolutely pathetic, like really pathetic to the point where it's it just makes you just want to like switch off from all the the stuff that you see. And it's always then accounts that don't show oh, their faces, <laughs> like they've got a picture. of Connor Bradley as the bat, as as as, as a you know profile pitch and all that type of stuff. We've got these like opinions that are just ridiculous, really, and like it just looking to kind of get retweets and likes and all that crap. So move on. Um, yeah, it's it's substantial. The backing substantial. So we're happy, aren't we? Like TS Stadium, TS Community Stadium. I think the fact that we're having shed loads of clean sheets at home, especially, is quite ironic, isn't it? You know, you could quite easily call it the clean sheet community stadium, couldn't you? Um, we carry on in that vein, then we're happy, aren't we? 
Absolutely. Uh, and for those who don't like it, you've got it for five years. So it is tough sheet. You better get used to it. <laughs> Ange, what do you think? I, I could not give a tiny rat's ass about what that stadium is called, to be honest. Um, I said, I said, if I win the lottery, I'm going to sponsor it and call it the Get a Grip Stadium. Um, there's there's that story that backstory we've got to support or we're in collaboration again with a local company with a with a fan of with a supporter of the club with an amazing backstory that man today will probably he'll probably wake up tomorrow to an increased revenue and emails coming out of his ears because no one will have heard of his company probably out of the northwest and then now there's every football account from Scotland to bloody wherever is retweeting about our meltdown about the name of our new stadium. Not new stadium, the new name of our stadium. Like it's not that deep, people. It's the Reebok. I've called it the Reebok for the past twenty-five years, and I probably will carry on to call it the Reebok forever. So it don't matter to me. I think it's important to remember that literally the club has said it's going to be known as the TS Community Stadium. Yes. To start off. So like. In terms of like the kind of um, the, the the media element and the fact that every Bolton Wanderers related article is going to be it's going to be known as tough sheet. It's not because their press release has stated that it's going to be known as a TS Community Stadium, so that's what it's going to be known as. So and they're very light hearted as well. They know the name is potentially could be catch some people, and they and they they're, they're very humorous about the way they they've approached it and i'm over the moon i think it's a it's a savvy bit of business and hats off to those people who completed that deal they should not be sacked what will be interesting as well is to compare the uh, deal that has been signed against because there's a lot of rumors going around of kind of what you know it's uh it's worth how does that compare against other league one clubs because by the sounds of it it sounds like it's it's quite substantial in comparison to a lot of them um, it it sounds like it's our biggest one ever, isn't it? Like we've had Reebok and Macron and all sorts, and they've not come close to it. So you'd think it's going to have blown any other league one out of the water. But at least we're not named after a guy who broke his leg and uh, as his as a statue outside his ground. It could be worse. We could have a stand in our ground named after a manager that we sat six or twelve months <laughs> later. Oh, is that as well? Um, yeah. Uh, and you know that there's there's some names in in League One, Cheltenham with the completely Suzuki Stadium. You know, there are a few oddballs mixed in amongst the league. The Mizuno, but, you know, summer, Mizuno Mobile, Mizuno, 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 Mizuno. all sorts you know, of crazy names out there. Things happen. Um, and for anyone wondering about, uh, I don't know, Louise Davis has put a comment on on the live saying that are they doing the shirt spots or two, or will that be different? Does anyone know? Uh, Chris has replied to that and said, I read that the stadium naming rights were hand in hand with the front of shirt. Um, yeah, that, so... I, that, yeah, that was like an article that was a few months back. But like since this has been released, it doesn't seem to be leading towards that. I don't know whether that's that's the case or not. I'm trying know. to remember from the AGM. Did he tell us at AGM? I made the notes. Give me one second. Let, let me check the minutes. It is possible. Carry on talking. Uh, I'm, I'm that... checking the book. Yeah. <laughs> It is possible that once service my car uh, departs following this season, uh, that Tough Sheet will become shirt sponsors. Uh, but talking on shirts, ones that we can get excited about, um, obviously this season or next season shirts were decided by a fan poll. 
um, which I think was one of the first uh, in the footballing world for, for, for clubs to do. Um, so if you take away your attachment to what is the Reebok um, or the Macron, if you're a little bit younger, perhaps, that emotional attachment to that name can, can quickly depart as you recognise the fact that we're progressing as a club, we're doing lots of things right on and off the pitch. So whether that's in the Tough Sheet Stadium or with Bolton Wanderers in the community, we are heading in the right direction. So rest assured that, albeit not the most glamorous name, as we've said, um, what is glamorous is Sharon Britton's bank account. So just just bear that in mind. Yeah, well, it will be glamorous when she texts us back to the Prem and sells us to some <laughs> yank or whatever else. Then it'll be glamorous. <laughs> Indeed, we can all dream. Um, but she speaking can't. of local businesses... <laughs> yeah, but we, we won't see much of that, but but Sharon will. Um, but she deserved it, by the way, at that point. If that's ha- if that <laughs> scenario has happened, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, speaking of local businesses, um, the Bolton Gin Company are another local business who do great things in your local community, uh, and they have been more than kind enough to offer you all a nice little discount code. So if you're interested in getting your hands on some. Bolton Gin. Mother's Day do so. It is. Mother's, Mother's Day, Day is in March. So if you're looking for a Mother's Day present, you know what to do. If they're a fan of gin, head over to the Bolton Gin Company. Uh, you can find them online and on social media. And if you get to check out and use the code FANZONE10, uh, so that's all in capitals, FANZONE10, you'll be rewarded with a nice little 10% discount when you place your order. Uh, what more could you ask for? Could be a big discount if they order a lot of gin. It's only it a could. little discount if they only like order one bottle, I guess. We are not promoting that you order lots of gin. And Safe drink drinking, it, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Please drink responsibly. Terms <laughs> and conditions apply, all of that jazz. Um, but yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. You know what to do. But I think that more or less rounds off today's episode. Uh, we'll be joining you post Accrington Stanley. So Thursday evening, 7.30pm, you'll be able to catch us again. For those of you who are on Spotify, the episode will be released on Friday. Um, so the day after uh, we go live. But can we get, we some, uh, can we get some... Sorry, Ben, can we get some quick uh, predictions from the guys who are watching for, for um, Wednesday? Go, go on. on. Uh, if you're watching at home... <laughs> Ange will have will will not partake in this. No. Um, but if you are watching at home, let us know what you're expecting from Accrington. Uh, are you expecting just a win? No, Louise, just no. <laughs> just no. Just no. Straight up, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give us some reaction. Give us some. Uh, there we go. We'll lose on penalties. Oh, it's Dawson. That would hurt. Junior overhead kick winner. Very, like that very, one, Jonathan. Uh, Three two to us. Junior overhead winner. That's something I can get behind. Uh, Bolton go 2 0 down and come back 3 2. Now that would be a story. Mark Isles yeah, we would did be that absolutely last time we went. lapping it up. But yes, it will be an exciting game nonetheless, whatever happens. Um, Ooh, David Jones 1 0 Bolton. That's tight, isn't it? That's tight. That's tight one, that. But as long as we book that trip to Wembley and I can keep my hotel in check, I will be more than happy. No matter how it happens, how many goals we win by. All that matters is we get a result. Agreed. And we need to put we need to um, put that ghost to bed, don't we? The, the, the from from the Stoke game. 
Oh, yes. that was horrendous. Yes, that. we do. If any of the people watching this was too young to go to that game, think yourself lucky. <laughs> Colin still has nightmares about it, don't you, oh, Horrible. It, is, it was horrible. Well, we oh. will join you next Thursday, 7.30pm, be there or be square. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Well, um, we are all wearing black, David, well noticed. <laughs> oh, <geez>. That's weird, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Yes. Uh, anyway, let me wrap up today's episode. Stop commenting. Uh, we will all be with you Thursday at 730 uh, join us, make sure you're following us all our platforms can be found at the bottom of your screens uh, it's at the fanzone pod and over on Instagram it's at the fanzone podcast so yes, subscribe on YouTube, uh, hit the bell so you'll be notified every time you go live and you'll never miss an episode enjoy Accrington, enjoy it enjoy it, yes uh, I hope we can, I, I hope we're all able to enjoy it um, yes it's a semi-final of a, of a competition. If you're nervous, it's a semi-final of a competition that none of us really give two hoots about a few months back. So just go I there. did. Thank you Enjoy very much. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you went, but it doesn't, you didn't really. Yeah, you took it or leave it, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just go and enjoy it and, and get to a final. And then um, come on, you whites. Absolutely. And Chris Dawson loves Thanks, a massive Chris. semi. Thanks, Chris, for lowering the top. <laughs> On that note, take care and we will see you all later. Bye-bye.